Hey guys, what's up? It's Janina here. Welcome back to Actually Adultish. And I'm Christina, your other co-host. We're missing Kaylin today, but it's okay. She's here in spirit. A huge thank you to everybody who has subscribed so far, everybody who has left a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. It means a lot to us. And if you haven't already, make sure you like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash actuallyadultish. And follow us on Twitter. We are on Twitter at actuallyadult. And as always, if you have any questions that you want us to answer or topics you want us to discuss, you can send them in on our website, actuallyadultish.com, or you can email us at actuallyadultish at gmail.com. So send in everything. We want to know what you guys want to hear. So how are you feeling today, Nina? I'm feeling good because <laughs> we have some celebrities in the house oh, tonight. Yeah. We're so excited because we have two very special guests on the podcast, and we are doing our first Skype call over the podcast so we'll see how this goes but it should be good so today we have lauren everts and michael bostick from the skinny confidential him and her podcast on the line and we are very excited to interview them super excited yeah they have one of our favorite podcasts ever we as you know we're obsessed with podcasts but lauren and michael have one of our our top picks they're the so best in they're the, game. the best they keep it super real they talk about everything they know what's going on they're very smart they got their shit together so we're into it and if you don't already listen to them i don't know what you're doing they're yeah they really know how to adult yeah they're and they're very entertaining so they <laughs> give great advice so we're really excited to have them here so let's go ahead and get them on the line hi guys this is lauren everts from the skinny confidential i also have my lovely fiance michael bostick here hello hello we are both on the podcast with skinny confidential him and her and you can find us on iTunes and Podcast One. Okay, cool. So, how, wait, well, I've talked to you guys about this a little bit before, but tell us how you first got into podcasting. So, we got into podcasting because I started my blog with Cindy Confidential, and over the past six years, it's just evolved into more of a community. And so, the next step was a podcast. Michael and I were in Cabo, we were drunk, and <laughs> we were like, what is the next step? And he said podcast, and the second he said it, I was like, yes. So we started scheming and planning in Cabo over ginger margaritas, and here we are now. Yeah, we just, you know, we we were having a lot of fun on Snapchat, and we were getting a lot of questions from a lot of the listeners, uh, not listeners, but viewers and readers at the time, and we just weren't able to keep up with a lot of them. Yeah. So we said we want to get some kind of long-form audio to deliver to the readers and to the listeners now and um so we just had the idea like let's try a podcast because it was easy to produce and it's free to listen to so yeah here we are yeah so what's your favorite part about podcasting and why do you like it over other mediums i love podcasting because it's not about the way you look and when i say that i just think blogging has turned so much into me 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 and I think with podcasting, it's not really me, 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 It's more about providing value to the audience and connecting and engaging with them. And I think that it's so powerful to be able to do that as opposed to just putting up pictures of yourself. Yeah, we like that too. Like we like just like being in our pajamas without yeah. being made up and yeah. just doing it after class. It's really chill. And people have people ask us a lot like why why did we do this instead of YouTube? And I'm trying to explain because 
I don't think people always want to sit down and watch. Like, when you're watching a YouTube video, you feel like you have to sit down and watch them, you know? And podcasting is so much easier. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, this generation is so much about now, 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 like, right now. And I think podcasting, you can do your makeup. You can drive in the car. You can cook. You can bake. And you can feel like you're gaining knowledge and you're not, you're not, not stimulated. We, we love to be stimulated in this generation. And so podcasting is a way to be stimulated by doing things that maybe aren't the most fun, like cleaning the kitchen. So I believe that podcasting is a huge way of the future. I think that it, it, it hasn't even begun to sort of reach its potential. Yeah. And with long form audio kind of taking a forefront now, you have like audible from Amazon um, I think more and more people are starting to see the value in long form audio. Like you said, you can be, you know, riding the subway and listening to a podcast. You can be catching a flight listening to you. You can be driving in your car. You could be cleaning. You could be cooking, and you can be gaining knowledge, you know, kind of on the go. Where with video and books and blogs, you have to actually be engaged in reading. So a lot of the time, you can't always do that. And with the podcast, we just looked at it as a way to kind of engage on a deeper level with the with the readers and, and kind of get in their heads and, you know, spit some knowledge and hopefully provide some value. Yeah, definitely. It's all about that multitasking. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly surprised. I feel like it hasn't caught on more because we like, we're talking to people our age and people still just like, don't understand what podcasts are. And that they, I don't understand why no one's caught on. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like we were, we were um, on daily Bruin radio yesterday and they were just saying how, they didn't really know what really what podcasts were and I just feel like it's such a good medium and so many more people should take advantage of it because that's how I learned so much information um absolutely podcasting um like I said I don't think it's even it's even got to anywhere near its full potential I think people it's like with blogging like 10 years ago everyone when I would tell them I was going to be a blogger thought I was an alien to yeah. have <laughs> And now that is not a weird career at all. Podcasting is sort of in the same kind of kind of um, time as, as blogging was 10 years ago. It's very new. And when something's new, people resist it. Eventually, people will catch on and they'll see how amazing podcasts are, I think. And I think it'll be a lot quicker than blogging because we're moving so fast and because we're constantly stimulated with social media. Yeah. So, okay, so your guys' little, like, podcast crew, so it's mainly you two, and then I feel like Taylor and Jordan are the other two main people. And then- I mean, yeah, we kind of, we, it's it's mainly Michael and I, and we just try to bring on entertaining characters each week. Yeah. Uh, Taylor's become a fan favorite because he's absurd. Because <laughs> he's absolutely absurd. He's become so, to be known as the bare naked cucumber on our show. Yeah. Yes. So I have a funny piece of information. I caught Taylor stalking me on Instagram. <gasps> How? Um, it, this was like a few weeks ago, and I thought I screenshotted it, but I like. This might be the funniest thing because I think I heard him just walk back into the office, and if he's here, I'm gonna bring him into my office and make him come oh on the show. Oh my god! Yeah, no. So <laughs> I was, yeah. Taylor, Taylor's here. Taylor, we're on a podcast right now. Um, it's called Actually Adultish. We're actually live right now. And she and just are... she claims she just caught you stalking her Instagram. Do I need to make sure my hair's done? No, no this isn't a video, Taylor. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So for those of you listening, this is Taylor. He uh, he works for me for um, my marketing business, and he's become a character on our show known as the Bare Naked Cucumber. And this sweet girl claims that you are stalking her on Instagram now. Really? Which one? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Okay. Really? I, you. I, Wait, I'm gonna pull it up. Really? 
Maybe there's just some you missing. Liked, you liked air. one of my photos from a very long time ago. Oh, oh no, that is creepy. Really? Oh, I feel proof to believe this. I feel bad because we kind of just put him on blast. He's just out getting lunch. I don't feel bad at all. Oh, okay. I see the picture. Wait, I can find it. Hold on. Oh, can you, just, can you see? It. Wait, can you see? Let me see. Tails, you huh? die? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you not stalk mm, people? Maybe it was on accident. Maybe I've got Butterfingers and I was just swiping and just... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> it was pretty far right. back in my feed, though. Well, you learn something new every day. Yeah, so Taylor's a character on the podcast. Jordan comes on sometimes. We have Mimi. Um, we, we're bringing a lot of different podcasters on to provide diversity. Yeah. We're kind of steering away from the experts just because we'd rather kind of introduce our audience to specific characters and other podcasters. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just Michael and I. It just kind of depends what we're feeling that week. But you can expect a lot of diversity in our podcast. Yeah, I mean, we had a lawyer on last week. Yeah, we listened um, to that one. The <laughs> week before, we had uh, our godparents who are also fellow podcasters. Um, you know, they're a little bit older than us. And it, 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 we just we try to bring people on that are going to bring value to the listeners and um, say something interesting. We also we brought the Bitch Bible on. We're going to have Adderall and Compliments coming on. Um, a, a fellow blogger, What's God Be Cooking, is coming on. So you can just expect a lot of different things. Yeah. I also I like like the age range because it's so different, you know, and I love getting everyone's perspectives. So that's one of the things I like the most about your podcast. Lots of changes going on. Yeah. Um, all right, so we want to talk to you about your relationship a little bit. We're very excited for your wedding. So how is that going? <laughs> How's the planning? Well, we're barely scraping by. Uh, we're not the best at wedding planning. That is definitely not where we thrive. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, wait you, you have a date, right? We do have a date. It's November 10th. The thing is, is like... I feel like my business is so important to me and it's something I do seven days a week. So it's hard to take my eye off the ball and focus on my wedding. But I'm the type of person that thrives under pressure. So now we're down to two months and I have so much work to do. Um, but I'm definitely looking at my wedding too as like an opportunity to, um, you know, share the content with the readers to some extent. I mean, yeah. there's going to be a lot of intimate things that we're not going to put on the blog, but there is parts that we're going to bring the readers along um and share the journey with them yeah i'm just i'm excited to see your dress and what invitation you decide on <laughs> it's gonna be drama 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 no, it's I definitely like it. going to be super bridal yeah um, and it, we're doing like a very small wedding we just inter it, like invited 50 people it's very like tucked away and I, I'm actually going to say at the wedding that everyone kind of put away their phone for three hours. Yeah, that's a good that's idea. That's a good idea. Especially when you're, like, walking down the aisle. You don't want everyone's, like, phone blocking you. Yeah. No, I just think that, like, there has to be, like, some boundaries when you are when you are on social media where it's, like, you know, I don't want to be Snapchatted when I'm sharing vows with my future husband. It's, it's a li That's a little too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be Snapchatting while I'm saying my vows. No, you aren't, Michael. <laughs> so... What are you doing about, like, the last name situation? Ooh, good question. I'll let Michael answer that. I don't even know if we've actually talked about that yet. We haven't. Should I take your last name? I haven't decided yet. I mean, it's a better last name, so. I Michael, Michael, would you ever take Lauren's name? Yes, let's do it. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> what about hyphenated? 
I've already degraded myself enough <laughs> over the years. I feel like our chihuahuas are named Boone Everett's and Pixie Everett's, so I feel like you should just take my last name. No. Um, no, maybe she might do a hyphen situation because she, you know, like with her business, she's already known as Lauren Everett's. Might be, maybe it'll be Lauren Everett's Bostick. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably it'll be Lauren Everett's Bostick. Yeah, because I feel like when you have like a business built around your name, you can't really just get rid of it. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's uh, for me. Like I think too. I like the last name Everett. I think Michael's just jealous. I like the last name too. I'll, I I'll take both. I do really like Bostick. Cause yeah, I tweeted you this. It reminds me of that scene in Easy A. Do you know what I'm talking Which about? Which one? She's like Melody Bostick. <laughs> She's like super drunk. It's a strong name. Oh it god, is a strong name. it's got the word Boston. Yeah. In it. Wait, so Michael, how did you propose to Lauren? Uh, this is a story I don't even know if she's actually told, but I'll tell it. Um, with with everything going on in social media and how public a lot of her life is, I actually went a completely different direction when I proposed. I didn't want to have cameras and people there and people filming and like you know that weird thing where you have like the guy's friend hiding in the bushes with like a, a GoPro. So um, I also didn't. She knew it was coming, but I didn't want her to know when. So. One day, we, we weren't living together before we were um, engaged. She had her own condo and I had my own place. And she was visiting her godparents, and I kind of coordinated with them. I went and got all of her favorite things down to, like, hot Cheetos, rosé, champagne, freeze, like, her chocolates she likes. I think I got her a Jamba Juice that she used to like. You got me a kale smoothie. I got her a kale smoothie. I got her, like... You had Bossa Nova going? Yeah, Bossa Nova. I had basically everything that she likes, and then I had her favorite outfit that I wear um, on, which is, it's very simple, which is black pants and a white button-up um, to the top to keep it gangster. <laughs> I went to her house, and I had the key, obviously, to get in there, and I was when she walked in, I had, like, you know, flowers and candles and all that jazz. But So I'm sitting there, and I'm coordinating with the godparents. She's on her way, and she just doesn't show up. So now I'm in the condo like a creep, peeping at the peephole in the dark, have meltdown that she like went somewhere to get drinks of with friends. Of course I'm late to my own proposal. <laughs> so I call her and I'm like, where are you? And she's like, oh, I'm at my house. And then I was like, what the hell's going on? Because I'm in the house. Oh my God. And it turns out she was in the garage reorganizing her trunk or something in her car. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like sweating at this point for 30 minutes trying to figure out if she's lying to me if she's coming to the house if she's actually here like I have all this stuff set up and if she doesn't come I'm gonna have to like put it all away and come back a different time so sure enough she shows up 30 minutes later and I did the proposal privately in her house and she was in her pajamas her hair was flying in all directions <laughs> it was just like a really private moment but I don't I like was, those better yeah. I don't like the public ones with yeah. the like the dance mobs I don't yeah like those. me either did you did you know how you wanted to be proposed to Lauren it's funny I didn't but when he did it so privately with all my favorite things and it, it wasn't about money or or how much how much he did it was just like little tiny things from like the drugstore that I love um I thought it was so sweet and so creative and so intimate and just so opposite of, of everything that's that's day-to-day -day, you know in a public setting so I loved the way he proposed to me I thought it was very sweet yeah he got a couple of points that night no. couple of points that's so cute. I think that's better. Guys, take notes if you're listening. It doesn't have to be extravagant. I'm sure there's tons of men listening right now. There actually, We actually do have a lot of male listeners. Oh, good. I'm not, 
I was I always feel like I'm on an island. Oh, you're not. You're not. No, we, I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be all women, but there's a lot of male listeners. Mm-hmm. So That's awesome. Apparent, apparently, they like to know what three college-age girls are talking about. <laughs> when you put it that way, I'm, I'm, now I'm starting to understand. I feel like Taylor's sure listening in the other room with headphones on, too. So. He probably yeah. is. He, he turned when he said that. He's on Instagram right now. Oh my god! Um, wait, so okay, Michael, how did you pick up the ring? Um, I took about eight months. Well, that was stressful. <laughs> I didn't know anything about diamonds or rings or engagement, and I very quickly got educated on the whole process. For any of the men out there listening, or even women, there's so many different things you need to know. You need to know about cut, clarity, size, color. Um, there's different shapes. You need to know, like, is it GIA certified? There's another certification I can't remember. But it took me a long time to kind of figure that out. Um, I took Lauren to a couple different places just to kind of gauge what shape she liked. And then from there, I made the decision on uh, which one to get her. But it took a long time. And, um, you know, she after that was I, – I just picked out the stone and put it in a very basic setting. And then I, I left the setting up the setting to her. Hmm, that's good. Thanks, Are you happy with it? Yes, I love my ring. I, he did a very good job. She should be. If not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it. Okay. Um, I think that he did a really good job of like when he picked the stone of depicting my entire personality. I know that sounds weird, but it just like was the perfect um, stone for me. So yeah. he did a good job. Aww, good job. Congrats. Yeah, he gets an A there. In other areas, mm, B or C. <laughs> um. Okay. We want to know. What the most embarrassing story you have about the other person is? Oh my! Um, I, my most embarrassing story for him is one day we were all in his room with all his sisters. Um, all there was two of them, and I think one of his friends was in there, maybe even his mom. And he was wearing like these really loose boxers, or maybe I don't no, know I what wearing, were those. those I was wearing shorts. basketball shorts. Yeah, the ba- okay basketball shorts. And I noticed he wasn't wearing any underwear, so I waited for the perfect moment until he was right in front of his sister, oh and I danced him, and it was, like, freezing cold. It was, like, December, oh so a really great moment. <laughs> yeah. Then, like, smacking your sister in the head with your penis. <laughs> How old were you? Like, when was that? I mean, this might have been, like, two years ago, so it wasn't, like... This... I was thinking, like, high school. I know, I was thinking high school, too. I was, like... No, this was three or four years ago. Oh, my God. That's so great. Wait, Michael, do you have a good one about Lauren? Um, nothing that, like, can top that. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I've never, like, pants her and bent her over in front of her you dad or anything. Me. <laughs> you pants me. He pants me when I'm in the kitchen. Oh, my God. <laughs> We love to pants each other. Oh my God. <laughs> we have to think of one for Michael and get back to you. Okay, yeah. Okay. Tell me if you think of it. Okay. So we also want to know what your first date was. Our first date was in sixth grade. Oh. <laughs> um, we, but we, we haven't been dating since sixth grade. We stopped dating in eighth grade and then we got back together in college. But our first date was in sixth grade, and he took me to see Star Wars. I was wearing, like, Claire chokers, Claire's chokers, and, like... Those are the best. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> DC shoes, like, skater shoes. Remember those? Um, and butterfly clips. And he took me to the movies, and we saw Star Wars. Was it Star Wars? 
Which I'm really glad you told that story because I don't know if I would have fully remembered all that. I knew we went to the movies, but... You don't remember we saw Star Wars? I'm going to agree with everything you just told about that story. We also got yes. caught in the closet by my dad on, like, our eighth date. Oh, uh, I was trying to get Froggy and her dad walked caught up. me. Oh, which yeah. was also very, another very awkward moment in my life. Oh, <laughs> Hey, at least it wasn't by the cops. <laughs> that yeah. you? Yeah, in the car oh, so many God. times. But we get lucky every time he just, like, lets us go. Um, have you guys oh, ever I been... Like that. Yeah, you have an embarrassing story, too. I love that. <laughs> have you guys ever been on a double date? And, like, what was... If so, what's the most awkward one you've been on? Oh, we've been on so many awkward ones. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been on double dates, but, like... We have a pretty close group of friends, so it's never been one of those weird, awkward double dates where we don't know the people. We, we usually know them pretty well. Yeah. We try to prioritize our time because we're both so busy, so it's not like we're going on tons of double dates all the time just because we'd rather spend it with people that we absolutely yeah. love. Um, I mean, we have had like awkward double dates that are maybe dinner meetings or, or lunch meetings, but nothing like nothing recently, I feel like. Well, that's good. I feel yeah. like those can go badly. Okay, so what do you think? What are your deal breakers in a relationship? Mine's simple. Um, deal breakers for me is like dishonesty. Yeah. If something, I'm going to be dishonest, I just don't have time for it. And that goes for business, friendship, relationship. There's just no time for it. There's too many other good people. And other than that, um, I don't really have – I can't really think of any real deal breakers – I was always, I was never really, I never took any relationship real serious before Lauren. That's probably more on me than the women. Um, I know a lot of guys say that, but it's probably true. I just never really took any of my previous relationships very seriously. But there was never any, like, deal breaker moment. Yeah. What about you, Lauren? I think a deal breaker is laziness, lack of integrity. Um, someone that is a player. I'm watching Bachelor in Paradise and I cannot oh believe God. how so love that show. We're obsessed. <laughs> what is going on with some of these guys? And and girls and girls. I know. No, I, know. I could actually give actually no, I know what a deal breaker is for me now. Because I've watched that show too. And I would say a deal breaker for me is acting the way any of those women act on that show. Yes. Yeah. I was, I'm gonna do a blog post on on what turns a, ma a male off and I it's should. just girls on that show yeah 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 I also feel like for us like we were talking about this the other day like just like someone who's not ambitious like I can't I can't do it well you're so ambitious I mean you're, you I talk I've talked to you many times and you're you're so ambitious and you're such a go-getter that when you're you are such a go-getter and you're on such a strong trajectory like that you just you it's like get on the roller coaster or get off like yeah. you don't have to deal with someone that's not on the same page as you. Yeah, exactly. That's. I feel like that's why you guys work so well together because you're both so ambitious. <laughs> like, I mean, we try. We try to push each other. I think Michael and I really do expect us each other to be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. And when you expect that from your partner, sometimes sometimes it can you can fight because you have such high expectations. But it also has pushed me at least to be my full potential. I think um, with where I'm at. Yeah. You forward always. Um, okay, so we have some we have some would you rather <laughs> questions. Love it. We so, have one for each of you. <laughs> so Lauren, would you let Michael cut and dye your hair or let him do your makeup every day for one year? 
Um, probably cut and dye my hair, and then I just go get extensions. Oh, that's smart. that's smart. Yeah, that's smart. I would not be good at makeup. He's super shaky. Oh, God. <laughs> you should do, um, like, a the fiance. Yeah, like a fiance does my makeup video. I don't even know if you would know where to start. Do you know what foundation is? Yeah, it's that powdery stuff. <laughs> it's not powdery stuff. It's, it's, it's wet. It's like the wet stuff. Oh, God. That would be a nightmare. <laughs> okay, okay. So... Michael, would you rather wear Lauren's clothes for a week or have to carry her purse for the rest of your life? You do carry Well, I mean, I'm already well, carrying her purse like, for the rest like, of my life. It's permanently attached to you. Like, you can never put it down. Um, or wear her clothes. No, I'd probably have to carry the purse, but I would get some really, like, I would get, like, a badass one that I could mimic as a men's as well. He always carries my purse. Yeah. I know. I love it. It it's sucks. So good. You love it. It's, I, I want to preserve my shoulders. No, that's smart. I went, yeah. I went to the doctor and they were like, you need to stop carrying a purse. You need to use a backpack because you're like, I'm like tilted. Really? Yeah. yeah. I need a boyfriend yeah. immediately. Exactly. It's a big Or problem. a boyfriend to carry my purse. You just hire somebody. Yeah. Not Taylor will do it. Man. Yeah, I bet Taylor would. Taylor keeps liking your photos on Instagram right now in the other room and texting us about it. So I'm sure he would carry a purse. Oh, good. I need likes. I need likes. <laughs> I need to show up on the Explore page. <laughs> okay. Taylor, get you there. <laughs> so we are like, okay, we've been obsessed with the college post, the controversial college post, and we love it. And so we want to talk about college with you. So first of all, what were you guys like in college like were you different than you are now um i would say like there was definitely differences down to the core probably not but um definitely i was probably more immature i was obviously single so um there was some debauchery there his eyebrows were brushed down oh god <laughs> he, he needed a lot of style my hairstyle could have used some work yeah what um, was it? But, um it was just like this weird like flipped in the front spiked weird look it was kind of shit <laughs> Um, but until the end, I'm going to stick back. But no, I'd say down to the core, I've kind of always been the same person. But I've definitely, you know, obviously changed and matured over the years. And hopefully, um, I'm a little bit more polished than I was back then. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I'd say I'm the same person. I was really uninspired in college, which is why I have a pretty strong stance on if college isn't for you, don't go. Yeah. I think that everyone's different and you have to figure out your own path. But for me, I was going to college to just get the degree. Uh, I could have been building the skinny confidential, you know, more aggressively, but instead I, I was, you know, going to school, building the skinny confidential bartending and teaching pure bar. And it was like, I was almost doing too much as opposed to focusing on what I loved. So in college, I would say that I would be described as someone that I went in with my briefcase and I left with it. I was not there to kind of make friends or join a sorority or anything like that. I was just very focused on getting the degree and getting out of there. Um, and part of that's because I grew up in San Diego. So I already had my friends kind of, yeah. and I, I didn't have time to rush a sorority. I was working, I was working on skinny confidential, so I didn't have time. So college was very like, you know, get in, get out, be done. And, and, um, that's, you know, that's kind of the overall experience for me. So like looking back, like, so would you have dropped out? I wouldn't have dropped out just because I don't, I wouldn't have wanted to be a quitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But I think before going into it, I would have examined the reasons for why I went into it. I would have, I, I feel like I went into college for, you know, society. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Like you're supposed to graduate and you're supposed to put your name on the board where everyone else puts their name. You're supposed to graduate, you know, high school and talk about where you're going. And that was the cool thing to do. That's what everyone was doing. And so that's why I did it. And I think from that experience, I am so wanting to be that fish that's swimming against the school of fish now. I think college opened my eyes to just because someone else is doing this doesn't mean I have to do it. Everyone has their own path. So if I were to do it all over again, I would definitely be like, is this really what I want to do and sit down and kind of weigh the pros and cons? Yeah. I wish I had heard that advice and just all the advice that you guys have been giving. Yeah, like three years ago. Yeah, I wish I had heard that because, like... I just I think there's so many students or and young kids that that get in college and they they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. They don't know which major they're going to pursue. They don't they don't understand the debt that they're going to accrue. Um, and they, you know, for me, for example, I went into school and luckily I had you know family that supported that and paid for it. So if I didn't, I probably wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I studied primarily real estate and thought that I was going into real estate. And I actually, besides investing a little bit in the real estate market, I do very little in that space now. So I don't think there's anything wrong with going out and getting some real world experience before you go to college. I think the idea of where you have to go to college right out of high school is going to be dated pretty soon. And I think, you know, student loans and debt are going to be a big issue in this country. And, you know, unfortunately right now there's, you know, the society norm is that you need to have this degree to get this certain job. But, you know, I, I think that's going to change moving forward. I think people are going to start to value experience and they're going to start to understand that, you know, as soon as if, if everybody had a degree in a perfect world, there's only a limited amount of jobs that those degrees can apply for. So yeah. in that situation, a degree won't be as useful. So I just think it's, I just think it's to each his own and you need to figure out your own path and figure out what's smartest for you. And how boring is it to do what everyone else is doing? I mean, I'm bored even saying it. It's so boring. It's like, great. Everyone's going to a great college. So I have to do that. I mean, right now with social media, you have the power to literally create your own destiny and your own career and make it up from thin air. So why would I want to waste going going to school for four years, going into debt when I could be over here creating my own destiny, my own future on my own terms? Yeah, and I don't think that Lauren and I are against education because I'm all for education. I just think that we're all for education and not particularly the college style education. Like, there's many yeah. ways to get an education. No. And one path is not the right way and one path is not the wrong way. It's just you got to find what works best for you. Yeah, and if college, it it works for you and you're going to become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, I think go for it and and give it 100%. But if you're not giving it 100%, what the hell is the point? Yeah, Yeah, that's true. So let's say you have an idea and you want to start a business and drop out. Are there any, like, specific steps you would suggest um, to take or specific advice of what to do next? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think a lot of people overthink their businesses um, and they get overwhelmed by the idea of starting a business and they start to kind of think of the the end goal of the business as opposed to what you can do right now. Uh, I have a company called Jetbed that I started with my dad back in 2008. And when we started it, it was never like, okay, we're going to start this and then we're going to have all these customers and be selling all this product. We kind of started with an idea and from there we said, okay, this is the idea. What's the next step to, to achieve that reality? So, I mean, 
the first thing was for us figuring out if there was somebody that could help us build the product. Once we had that, it was figuring out like, okay, can we sell the product? Then it was, can we find the customer? I think people try to do too much at once. And I think it's a much smarter approach to just say, okay, this is my idea. And this is what I can do to execute on that idea today. And baby steps. Um, take a podcast, for example. Lauren and I decided, okay, we want to do a podcast. We had the idea. And we said, okay, let's get, what, what can we do right now? We said, okay, we can get some minimal equipment. Then we said, okay, we can start recording it. And, and it just, you know, it evolves over time. I think people get in a lot of trouble when they try to kind of do everything all at once. And they should be a lot more focused on doing what you can today. I mean, I talk about this on the Skinny Confidential all the time. It's called the upside down triangle. You start very, very small and you slowly expand out and you do it with patience and strategy. Um, you know, when I went into building the Skinny Confidential, it was, it was, I knew what it was going to be, but it was more important the steps to get there as opposed to what it was going to be. And I still have a lot lot a long, long 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 way to go I mean I haven't even done nearly what I want to do but it's not again it's not about you know the destination it's getting there and, and slowly building outward if I were to recommend someone that's starting a business what I did is it's it's kind of you know easy and simple what I did but it, it worked is I went and bought a poster board from Rite Aid and I went to, you know, Home Depot and got paint swabs of the colors that I wanted. And I went to the fabric store and got textiles of how I wanted it to, of the, the feeling I wanted it to evoke. And I wrote words that, you know, described it. And I, sh I wrote on this poster board over a year. It took me, I had a binder full of all these things I wanted to post about. And I just built like this whole idea over this year. Um, you know, and now I probably would have, you know, sped it up a little bit because a year is a little excessive and I'm, I just get too creative, but I think just, it, it's as simple as going to writing and buying a poster board and just start pinning things on that poster board, like a real life Pinterest board that you can look and feel and sort of start that as the foundation of your business. Yeah. And to touch on that a little bit, I think you don't really know what your business is until you actually launch it. Um, one example I like to use is Instagram. They started, uh, their name was Bourbon, and they started as a platform to compete with Foursquare because what they found with Foursquare, if you guys remember, is people were going to locations and checking in and trying to be the mayor. Yeah. They, they never actually checked in. They kind of just drive by the place. So Instagram in the, uh, created the, the picture and check-in platform. And what they found was that most of the users didn't care at all about the check-in. They mostly cared about the picture. And from there, they pivoted and became a picture platform. Um, so I'm a big fan of launching a business, getting customer feedback and pivoting and, and delivering the customer what they want because you don't really know what your actual business is until you, until you launch and get that feedback. Yeah. Do you, do you have any opinions or advice about starting a business with friends? Like, do you think that can get sticky <laughs> I think anything can get sticky friends relationships not friends random people I think it's it's all in how you figure it out yeah. I mean it, it, if you're in a business with a family member it can get sticky I think anything can get sticky it's all and how you go into it together you have to define roles and you have to know what you're good at and uh, Gary Vee always says this and I'm a huge um, I'm a huge supporter of this double down on your strengths like instead of me working every day on what I'm not good at I'm trying to work on what I'm good at and leaving what I'm not good at to to one of my employees or or someone that's helping me behind the scenes I think it's really important to just really zone in on what you're good at I agree with what you're saying I've had really really good experiences with friends and I've had really really bad experience with friends 
I think defining the roles and early on and having a really, really honest conversation of like, hey, this is what you're going to be focused on. This is what I'm going to be focused on. And this is how they're going to synergize together is really important. I think when you kind of, when you start to blend it and you get people competing for, for space or competing for the same thing, there can be a problem. So everyone's got to be on the same page and there has to be a really honest conversation. And like Lauren said, define the roles. Yeah, that's good advice. Okay, so this will be like our last little section, but we want to talk about dating in college. Do you guys think that how, – like how do you think dating is different in college versus after college? Well uh, – Guys are looking for one thing. <laughs> I don't know if you could call what I did in college dating per se. Um, and I think there's probably – hopefully nobody that I knew that is listening. But I think, I think you know – Again, there's got to be you know, a lot of people are doing different. I mean, I was there to have a good time. I wasn't there to look you were for there for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's that's definitely true. Um, I think it's just date, just like anything else. You just got to have a very honest conversation with the person you're dating and make sure you're on the same page. If I could go back and do it again. I probably would have been a little bit more upfront about what I was looking for. I then. dated him after this stage, just uh-huh. for the record. Um, but no, I think dating in college can be good. There's a lot of success stories. There's a lot of horror stories. I probably fall spectrum to more of the horror stories back then. I don't think people should take it so seriously. I think that you, if you're in college, like live it up. Just date who you want to date. You have your whole life to be serious. Have some fun. Loosen up. There doesn't need to be tears and drama and all this bullshit. Like just have fun for a little bit. Especially if you're going to go in debt. <laughs> and listen, in college is a tra- uh, it's a transient period where people are, you know, they're moving from other places, they're going there, and then after most of the time they're moving somewhere else. So that has to that also has to be factored. You know, you can't put the pressure on someone where you're gonna force them to be locked down or, you know, stuck in something where they might not actually have the opportunity to, you know, fulfill those obligations. There was a lot of trying to lock you down in college, wasn't there? <laughs> so what do you guys think about dating someone much older or younger than you? I think dating older is great. I mean, it's also where someone else is in their life, though, because Michael and I are the same age, but I feel like a lot of the times I'm dating someone that's older than me. Um, I think everyone's different. You kind of can't make one blanket statement on that. Like, what would you think if, like, one of your friends was dating someone who was, like, 19? Would you take them seriously? Let me ask Taylor. Taylor, Taylor said he would date someone that's 19. You don't say. <laughs> what would you think of Taylor and the girl? Like, that's what I, like, you Like, know? would you treat her differently? If Taylor was dating a 19-year-old or if a girl was dating Taylor who was 19? Mm-hmm. Wait. Oh, wait. Um, if the girl was 19. I mean, yes, I would, I would take her seriously until she's proven she's not I serious. Mean, yeah, I mean. I think that age is really, I really think this is so cliche, but I do think it's just a number. I mean, where I was at, at 24 is very different than where my sister is at 24. It's just different. Well, let me, let me ask you this. If you got, if you girls were dating a 15 year old <laughs> or a 65 year old, would you treat them differently? Yeah, I would. This is why we asked this question because we have very different opinions on this. Nina, Nina likes <laughs> older men. Just 10 years. And well, I think that if it was someone really old who's trying to date Nina, he's fucking creepy and just wants to have sex with her. Wait, like, can I tell you something though? All guys are fucking creepy and all guys just want to have sex with you. So that's, I mean, let's just say that that's across the board. 
Well, do you think Michael's creepy and just wants to have sex with you? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. I just, yeah, I don't know. That's why we asked this question. I think it's... So I, don't think, I think it depends on the personality. I think you... I, you know, Michael's parents are 20 years apart and it's worked beautifully. They're, they're 18 yeah. years apart and they've been married for 33 years. And so like, that's obviously a rare case. And then I've also seen people that are the same age get divorced. And then I've seen, you know, I've, yeah, seen, we've all, seen, everything, I've so. seen all scenarios. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of, you know, when you find that certain person, if it's your person, you kind of have that connection. I don't think age plays a factor as much. I don't think like just my thing is mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's like once you're like mid-20s age doesn't matter but I just feel like I don't know why I just think it's weird when someone really old is trying to date someone who's like in high school or call like early college yeah I guess I'm not jaded by it because I worked at a bar where it's all 60 and up and they all dated 20 year olds for four years I worked there so I just feel like I'm not jaded by that whole situation I mean I've seen it and it's you know everyone's different yeah do you have any crazy stories from bartending Oh my god, I could write a book. That's a different blog. That's a whole... I literally could create a blog off that. That's Um, a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast called The Bartender. (laughs) I actually might do a series on the Skinny Confidential that that is called The Bartender and tell parts of the the experience. We would like that. Do you need boobs to, like, bartend? Like, is there hope for us, like, flat-chested girls? (laughs) No, you don't need boobs to bartend. You just... All you need is, like... A smile and a wink and a vodka martini. <laughs> did, did you ever spit in anyone's drink? I didn't. I've never spit in anyone's drink. I think someone might have spit in my drink that really? I was drinking back. But no, what she did instead was um, she would wash the glasses with all the bar chemicals. No, <laughs> and then she would um, not. She would forget to rinse the bar chemicals out, what and then an she, would, she would serve. I wasn't mar- a good bartender. She would serve martinis with bar chemicals in them, and so I think half of her clientele is probably gone by now. Oh my god! They, they've crossed to the other side. That's so great. Okay, do you guys have time for, like, one quick advice question? Sure. Okay, so this is a question from a listener. Her name's Sarah, and she says, Do you have any tips on friend zoning? I have a guy friend who always flirts with me, and I try to make it really obvious that I'm not interested in him, but he just doesn't seem to take the hint. What do you think the best way to friend zone someone is? This isn't working for me. That's all I would say. This isn't working for me. I'm interested in someone else. You got to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. I agree be, not, no, no playing games with someone you're not interested in. But the very naked cucumber has some advice on this. He just ran in the room. Ran in the room. Something that it, it this because I've had this happen to me. Oh, All she has to do is say, "Hey, so there's this guy that I like to that guy," and then that's the big enough hint right there. They don't go, "Okay, shit, she's not interested oh. in me." So this has apparently happened to you a lot. I just feel like it, you should just be straightforward about it, like. Nina, um, I always tell you to be straightforward, and she's like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. And I'm like, well, then you can't complain that he doesn't understand. Well, I think it's, always, it's more important to just be up front with somebody yeah. right off the bat, because if not, you're actually going to, you're hurting them more by the time, like, they're going to feel like a fool the more time that goes on. So, like you know, if, you could, if I could do anything over again, it would be being much more upfront with people in the past, because that always, not being that way and worrying about other people's feelings um, always got me in trouble. Not to say that I don't care about other people's feelings, but the way I went about trying to protect their feelings ultimately made it worse for them. Yeah. And me. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for answering all of our questions. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? You can find me on my blog, theskinnyconfidential.com, and you can find both of us on the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. 
Uh, my Snapchat is at Lauren Everett's and Michael's is at Michael Bostic. And Michael has something in the works on his own platform, which will be launching soon. I'll let him tell you about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a new site that's going to kind of be the my site as a counterpart to Lauren's. It's going to focus a lot on business and social media and motivation and relationships from a male's perspective. And um, it's going to focus a lot on branding. So it'll be a, definitely a different feel from the Skinny Confidential, but the yin to the yang. very much in line with what I'm about and what I speak on. And Yeah, so yeah you, I'm excited. Do you know what it's going to be called? Not yet. Okay. You probably do. You uh, don't want to say. <laughs> he's, he's, doing, he's doing his vision board right but listen, now. It's, it's not I, – I don't, I don't see um, – like it's not going to be like the skinny confidential. It's not. I feel yeah. like men shouldn't go that route. And you're you're probably not going to see me like posing in the middle of a of street. You know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's going to be. It's it's definitely going to cater uh, to both male and female. But it's it's mostly going to be um, just stuff that I speak on. Like um, it's not going to be as whimsical of an experience as the skinny confidential. It should be more um, more masculine. More masculine. I like it. Well, I'm excited. Black and white. <laughs> well, thank you again thank you so, so much. much. We're so happy that you took the time to talk to us. It means the world to us. And of course. I'm sure everyone will really enjoy this interview. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell Taylor to slow down a little bit on the likes. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, I no, I like it. I just... Keep it coming. Yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> I like it. Keep it coming. <laughs> More coming. Thank you for having us. Yeah, all right. Thank Have a good day, much. you guys. Bye. Bye.